You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. for the applause thank you so much really do appreciate that episode number 185 let's do this fellas as always i am robert via and with me my homies david rodriguez mark ambu miller and rudy lara how's it going fellas pretty good excellent good, excellent Let's go. Another Thursday night, another episode of Sitting Ringside. We have a badass show tonight. Uh, we have uh, a recap, predictions, and of course, we have power slap fighter, Mr. DDP, Dorian Perez. He will be with us, joining us here in the next 10 to 15 minutes or so, probably sooner. Uh, but before that, fellas, let's do the quick shout out to HKAUSA.com. Go to HKAUSA.com. Show, show your support to them as they show a lot of support to us. Also, Foxhound Fuel. Go to foxhoundfuel.com. Use our discount code to get 20% off your purchase. Use our code in all caps FBMMA. Also, uh, to the fellas, if you want to get some nice underwear, I know I, I like this underwear, so it's really good. Uh, go to John Tyler, click the logo at the bottom of our website, or go to Google John Tyler um, uh, Underwear, use our discount code FIGHTBOOK in all caps, and you'll get 20% off your purchase on pretty much every single time you buy something from him. I love it. Can't complain. Also, shout out to our live streaming partners, Flow Combat, Fight TV, ESPN+, Zone. And MMA TV. Shout outs to our partner promotions as well. Uh, we have uh, Fight World, XFN, Combate Global, 
Brave Combat Federation, One Championship, and so on. Shout outs to all of them. Uh, you know, even PFL, they have been giving a lot of love to Fightbook MMA. We are killing it on all their pressers. So if you want the latest uh, uploads of the uh, pressers that's happening with PFL, go to our YouTube channel. Uh, just look up Fightbook MMA. You'll see our logo. We're the only ones there. And uh, don't forget to uh, subscribe and like and comment on all of our videos if you can. It helps us with the algorithm. Fellas, let's get into the show. We have uh, some awesome events that's coming up this uh, weekend, uh, starting in the MMA, kickboxing, grappling, Muay Thai category. There's a lot of this stuff going on this weekend. We have about nine events under this category. Starting off with our friends uh, tomorrow morning, one Friday fights 29. Go to fightbookmma.com. I will have the live stream and the live results as well as I do every single Friday morning. Also, that same uh, day or night, PFL 8 2023 playoffs. Also, LFA 165 Compton versus Valente. The next three events are going to be streaming live at Fightbook MMA Hex Fight Series 27. Our friends over there at AKA, uh, they're going to have a, uh, an event, AKA 30. Darren's Brooks versus Juan Lee. Demolition Fight Series 2 is going to be taking place on August the 19th. Also on the 19th, we have KSW 85, UFC 292. And Combate Global, Castillo versus Guzman. The only boxing event that's happening live on this zone is in Birmingham, England. Galal Yafal versus Tommy Frank. Well, no title. Know, but it doesn't matter who's fighting. If Jake Paul's not fighting, it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> well, that's the only boxing event that's happening uh, this weekend. But a lot of MMA, which is fucking awesome because, you know, it's MMA. We have a lot of fights. And, of course, with that being said, David, what do we always tell our friends and our fight fans? Well, I want to first off start by saying if you haven't been watching the Contender Series and don't know about every single fighter since they started fighting week to week, you're, you're 100% not a real fight fan. You're but, so dumb. But, in fact, though, <laughs> you're not watching every second of every round of every fight of every event that Robert just mentioned. And going to fightbookmma.com for all your latest combat sports news. You're not a real fight. You're fan. not a real fight fan. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, folks. Hate to break it to you, but you're not a real fight fan. Nope. Right on. So, and what else, uh, Rudy? If we don't do what now on Fridays? You got to do the fucking Friday challenge, bro. You, you have to do man. the fucking Friday challenge. I know it's a lot to digest. You know all the fights, but if you're not doing it every single day, you know you're just you're just a scrub. You're 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 a scum of the earth. You're scumbag. Dude. That's what you get. <laughs> Slap the shit out of you. But with all Speaking the MMA, of- yeah, with all the MMA shows, though, you got to make that ultimate commitment. Like Rudy said, it starts tonight by watching this show, of course. Tomorrow, fucking Friday challenge, PFL. You know where to go. You know where to find all the all the latest results. Fightbookmma.com, baby. Yes, sir. Um, 
yeah, it's a pretty busy website. So go, go check it out, man. Show your love. I'm pointing at you, mother fucker. <laughs> wow. I was like, your mom's watching? <laughs> no, my mom's not watching. And if she is, hi, mom. But, but before we uh, get into the show, I know Dorian's going to jump on here shortly. We'll talk about him. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but last week, uh, we did have a UFC fight night uh, back at the Apex. Uh, Vicente Luque, uh, Rafael Dos Anjos, kind of a stinker of a card. I mean, like, there was some shitty judging, like, right from the start, right? And then it ended up being Vicente Luque actually coming back from, like, a pretty bad, like, a serious injury. And, you know, him making it, uh, the trek back to the cage and being dominant, man, against Dos Anjos, which I've never been a fan of RDA at 170. I think at 155, he's definitely done his best work. But, hey, man, Vicente Luque looking good, right? Still at 170, right, boys? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, he looked all right. <laughs> I thought I thought it was a good event. It started off hot, man. Um, the prelims, you know, I, I don't think there was a single decision. And then once you get to the uh, the main event, it was Decision City. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and then they kind of sprinkled in a couple of killers like Khalil Roundtree. But uh, after that, I don't know, bro. I don't know if you want to talk about that Cub fight right now, or you want to talk about Vicente Luke. But yeah, yeah, no, that was uh, that was pretty rough, man. Like, uh, like Cubs legend. I mean, there he has been on the side of the the judges, the, the wrong side of the judging a few times. Uh, Cub always goes to war. Like he, he turned it on in the third round. Uh, very, very close. I mean, I don't think like robbery, robbery, but you know, the judges. Yeah, I don't think it was a robbery, but I think the yeah. judges got it wrong. I think even, you know, if the judges were just scoring it based on, uh, on, uh, you know, how you look, yeah. you know, the, just the way he looked, bro, he looked defeated, bro. And, and you could, they even asked him if he thought he won and he said, no, no, and I don't, you know, I mean, I don't know, bro. I just, I wouldn't, like you said, say it's a robbery, but it stinks to high hell. Yeah. Maybe, in fact, if, if they uh, if they decide to run it back, I mean, possibly, but it kind of just derails uh, Duwadu. Like, he was on quite a, a good run at 145. We know how tough the 145 division is, and a win over Cub Swanson in any type of way, not easy to get. And uh, I think he did enough, man. Like, that was kind of, you know, as the co-main event, like I said, somewhat of a stinker for me overall yeah. watching the crew. But like you said, Rudy, lots of great finishes. Uh, we've seen Khalil Roundtree go in there and get a first-round KO. I mean, geez, Khalil Roundtree, when's the last time he finished somebody, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But Chris Dawkins, safe to say, or I hate to say it, but I think that's probably the last time we see him in the UFC. Uh, he's gone. Yeah, man, he's getting the fucking pink slip. Yeah, because there's there's a couple of them on this card where like I mean Jamie Pickett is a guy that stands out too that very oh, possibly he, he's dead he's down. getting he's, he's getting the boot for sure he's already got the uh, pink slip Tafan uh, Tafan uh-huh. and Chukwi he might he, get oh yeah JP Bays I'm pretty sure he's, he's oh on JP Bays he's for sure gone um, Mike Breeden that's another one that's going to be gone yeah a guy that was very impressive though I've been high on Francis Marshall from the contender series. So for Isaac Dulgarian to go in there and just put work and, you know, finish him the way he did. I told you guys. That's a guy bro. to look out for at 145. 
yeah, I told y'all, yeah. no, man. I was like, you know what? I haven't been too impressed with Marshall. He came out hot and mm-hmm. fizzled out. Isaac Dolgarian said he was going to take him out, bro, and he fucking did just that. Terrence McKinney, bro, that was a badass win too, man. And Marcus McGee, man, that was – I don't know, dude. Those three performances right there, if they would have ended it, that would have been like a solid eight, and then it just <laughs> went downhill. <laughs> was it the record for most like first round uh, finishes right this card because there was yeah, like seven so, of them man. yeah dude yeah. the whole prelims were pretty much a finish yeah with the i mean ground and pound we had we had a variety of finishes too we had a KO yeah. right out the gate with the uh, santos uh the twister which was legit demond blackshear showing out uh getting uh rebooked and this weekend we'll get to that card later portion of the show but uh, Jacqueline Amarim bouncing back. Uh, she had a tough outing, her uh, UFC debut. Uh, pretty high on her. She seemed like the, that she had a great camp. And um, she I think that's. She destroyed Reese, man. She destroyed her. Very possible uh, contender uh, for the title, as slim as that division is, with not like the, the same people fighting each other over and over. And we know Wally Zing's defending the title this weekend as well, too. So. Um, what did I say? Josh Parisian, I think he, in fact, may have fought his last fight on the contract during the UFC. So this is overall like a card. I know I missed the show last week, but it was a card where a lot of fighters are fighting out their last fight on the contract or they're just potentially getting cut after losing, you know, two, three in a row. So and, and, pa- Pollyanna Viana, she's toast. Oh, that made me sad. Yeah. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Yeah. That makes me very sad. over for her, bro. <laughs> that makes me very sad. Yes. But the top of the very top of the card, though, we talked about Vicente Luque. Who was somebody you can throw at him next? I mean, he was calling for big names, you know, and he's pretty much right there at the top, you know, with that win over Dos Anjos. I don't know. I just, like I said, Dos Anjos at 170 is never done. Like, I don't, I've never trusted him picking him in a fight at that weight class. Mm-hmm. But as far as the division goes, like, we know Kevin Holland, what? He's fighting Jack Della Maddalena, uh September. Kevin Holland's right there on the cusp. Uh, you know, we got Bilal. You got Steven Thompson. Shavkat, I believe, doesn't have a fight. But, like, I don't know who's somebody to give Luke a next. But, I mean, he showed out and delivered, dominated. You know, he kind of changed the game plan up, too. Like, I mean, we thought he was going to go out there and strike with those Anjos, But he definitely, you know, ch- switched it up, uh, engaged a lot of grappling and just Oh, outwork Dos Anjos every round. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Rob. Who's the name at 170? Vicente Luque. I think of the next matchup. I don't know, man. Because I know the UFC is returning to – they're returning to Brazil. I forget the – is it before the years? They have a card down there. It would be, pro- be proper to be booked on that card. I don't know, like I said, opponent-wise and – I mean, after a, a main event win, you know, against the former champion, that's pretty good shine. And given the path that he had to go through to get back to the cage, too. So I think Give him yeah, man, very impressive stuff, though, because, yeah, we're going to keep shop, shop know, cut. I, shop cut. I much. mean, <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> Give him uh, nah, Calvin Gastelum, right? Like, Calvin oh, fuck right that or... dude, bro. <laughs> Cal- Calvin won't make Fuck him. He won't. He won't even. Either he won't make weight, or he's gonna say that he's injured. Or he got injured in training. Yeah. Sucks. Very unfortunate trend for Gastelum and as many uh, 
fights that he's had canceled. You know what I mean? It's like the record or so. But yeah, I don't know. Shavkat doesn't have a fight. I'm down for him against just about anybody. But uh, Luke, they'll put him on that uh, that UFC Brazil card coming up though for sure. But also taking place before the UFC happened last week, Rob in Albuquerque, the senior boy, John Dodson. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't even know. He was built for that shit, bro. Anytime soon. Like, I don't know. He's the first inaugural champ, you know, of that weight class. But, man, John has just been great killer in that division like he's the perfect fit for bare knuckle in his style right? he is. like the guy's never he's never been dropped like he has the best chin like overall like in the ufc like him pedro munoz john jones like but john dodson though has a legendary chin man so like you know, yeah he, he i mean it's, i don't know who they're doing yeah i don't know either but in 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 piggybacking on what you're saying you know john dodson he's like when he won his first uh, BKFC fight, uh, he went and fought at Ryzen and did the exact same fucking thing. Knocked out his opponent. I think it was in the second round. Then comes back to BKFC and KOs his opponent like th- in the first round. So Dotson in, in, in bare knuckle, yeah. like you said, he is going to be and will be the GOAT in that division for BKFC. And I feel like he's going yeah, to he's be a champ for a long time. Yeah, and honestly, he doesn't take any damage either. So he's playing his cards very well. Like you said, the mm-hmm. Ryzen deals, fighting multiple organizations, getting great paydays, fighting some high-profile bouts, and then now he holds the gold for uh, BKFC. And they're booking some good fights. I think they had uh, what Mike Perry resigned over there. And uh, I think, what did they... What did they announce? Yeah, because they still have like they come back to Albuquerque way too much. I want to just say that too. Like I know John Dodson's <laughs> great. Like let, let's get him like somewhere else and showcase like him against somebody outside of Albuquerque. Because yeah, they yeah, came but back here like BKFC is not dumb, bro. They come to Albuquerque because they know they will sell out. They fucking sold out the Tingley Coliseum. Yeah, yeah. Ah, wow. So you know, it's 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 we're a fight city. It, it, all the yeah. locals are going to support their local fighters, so and and they will sell out just to see the fucking badass fight in a quick knockout. <laughs> yeah, Dodson hasn't taken any damage, so I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if he's like fighting in Ryzen the next week. You know what I mean? So <laughs> probably <laughs> very active though, John Dodson making money. So I mean, that's great. That's what he's doing. Money, so. Yep, yep. But what was the fight, Rob? You said if you're not a real fight fan, if you didn't watch uh, Navarrete and Valdez, because that was an absolute war. Oh my god, bro! Okay, that fight, <laughs> holy shit, man! I was like at the edge of my seat watching this fight. These two guys, Navarrete being the the champ, and Valdez coming in. And what uh, there was an interview that Valdez did before this fight that he said that he needs Navarrete more than Valdez. Uh, yeah, but Valdez needs Alvarete more than what Navarrete needs Valdez. And they were like, why do you say that? Because I got nothing to lose, but I got a lot to gain. If I put on a fucking war against a champ like Navarrete, people are going to respect me more, and they're going to want to watch me fight. 
And dude, let me tell you, that fight was a war of all-out Mexican blood. It was just a badass fight. Now, Varete, you know, he came out pretty much unscathed, but Valdez, man, his whole right side of his face was just jacked. But yeah, man, that fight, it was, yeah. it was, it, part of that, it was that, just that awesome, fight. man. <clears throat> the craziest part of that fight was at the end when uh, Connor ran into the ring and tried to give them all forged out to drink. <laughs> oh my God. Dude, Connor, he fucking ruined that shit. At the Joshua fight, right? Yeah. Yeah. Joshua, oh, did you see that? Like, I think Joshua's a Muslim, isn't he? I'm not sure. But he I'm not sure. It was a full on forged stout, fucking, you know, proper 12 gang rolling in there. And I don't know, man. Like, that, that's the new norm is like Connor jumping up in the ring and handing people bottles of proper 12 and the forged stout. Like, that's just where we're going to see him. We're not going to see him fight. Like, right? I mean, no. Weird, bro. Weird. Yeah, the, the, like this Con those... this Connor is the dumbest Connor I've ever seen. Yeah, it's, it's know, getting man. bad. I mean, it's I don't know. It is. <laughs> we used to but mention him like, on this show a lot, but now it's just nah. I don't know. At this point, for, I said it for before, the bad I news. Think, I don't think. Yeah, he it seems like the him. only time we talk about him is you know when he catching a rape charge. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> fucked up, dude. Uh, yeah, and like on that topic, well, yeah, on the topic, too, like you know, um, what did Dustin Poirier was talking to DC or what was it? Like he's pretty much right about him saying like they need to just like Usada, it's thrown out the window if they give him an exemption. You know what I mean? But like it wouldn't have been the first time that they've done that. John Picogram Jones tested positive and was still able to fight two days later. So they give Connor an exemption and not even actually being in the pool. And allowing him to fight. I mean, that's kind of shady, but it's kind of. Mm. Mm. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Yeah. But yeah, I man, going, going back to the Navarrete Valdez, uh, just to close that out, man, I think if y'all haven't seen it, anybody out there that's listening or watching, if you haven't seen that Navarrete Valdez fight, go look it up. I'm sure you can find, you know, a knockoff video somewhere out in on YouTube or wherever on the internet, but go and watch it. Round by round, you will not be disappointed. I think this. I think that's what <laughs> Roberto gets the horns. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what that's what boxing is all about. Is that fight? Yeah, that's what a is real boxing fight? fight should look like. You're correct. Yes. And I even had people like even my cousin Brian, who's you know, typically not you know doesn't watch boxing. He watches MMA from time to time, but even he texts me and is like. You were watching the Navarrete and Valdez. I was like, damn straight I was. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. That's not yeah, a so. ball Nate Diaz where Nate was like, you know, outclassed and knew he didn't have a chance. That's a real-time boxing fight that we just did mm-hmm. last, mm-hmm. yeah. last Saturday. Sorry. Last Saturday, yeah. That was – I loved it. I was – yeah. Very impressed. That was fun to watch. I, I haven't, yeah, I haven't seen a boxing match like that in a long-ass time. So yeah, it was it was awesome. Uh, let's see, is our uh, guest jumping on here? We had Bellator last week. Oh, speaking of horrible judging, Bellator. Yeah, that was mm. pretty bad. I agree. I don't know where I they found the watches, it, but I heard and I know what the stuff that happened. And a certain somebody got kind of screwed by the judges, and 
on top of an injury. So heal up fast, Joshua, and those yeah. judges really fucked you. Yeah, John. And then, of course, our boy, Lon Cruz, uh, mm. lost the decision, but, uh, you know, fought, I mean, a tough opponent. But, man, like, before his fight, I think, yeah, they, they, it took him, like, 20 minutes just to get the scorecards ready. Like, even uh, John McCarthy was like, how, how hard is it to count to 30? You know what I mean? Like, calling him out. So, mm-hmm. so it was pretty bad. Like, I don't know where that, that commission, what is it, the North Dakota or Sioux Falls, I'm sorry. but uh, The Sioux Falls. Falls. Horrible, yeah. I think. They're called suck ass. Suck ass. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was horrible. Uh, let's see. Well, since we're still waiting on our guest to jump on. Well, I congrats to Aaron Jeffrey for taking out another ranked fighter, taking the zero, and now in the top five. Out. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Best mullet in the game, and uh, best mullet in the last, game. Yes, he shouldn't have lost his last fight, but he said it yeah, in his right. post post interview that he had a shitty camp, and uh, it reflected the performance. So he'd make sure to not allow that to happen again. Because when he's at his best, yeah. he could beat anybody. And I believe in that division. Yeah, Jeffrey's right there. He's on the rise for sure. Yep, that belt is his. It's a matter of time. <laughs> All righty. Well, um, let's go ahead and uh, I guess do the one minute Lizzo before we get on to the uh, outside the cage news. <laughs> I, I think he's uh, it says that he's backstage. Okay, well, let's get him uh, on. Yeah, Dorian that, coming finish off the KO. Yeah, I don't see that win. he's in here yet. Normally, just oh, there he is. Let me bring him on, bro. Let me bring him on. My bad, dude. Rudy, slip in over here, producer at hand. Come on in. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <sighs> Let's fucking go. Yeah. Be here, gentlemen. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy New Year to all you. <laughs> You're yeah. Is it me or, or you are uh, sideways? I don't know if you got to turn your yeah, camera you or your sideways. phone. You might have to turn your phone sideways. There you there go. There he is. Yeah. All right. Well, fellas, everybody that's watching and or listening, yeah. let's go ahead and welcome our boy, DP Dorian Perez, coming off a badass win at Power Slap 4. Let's go. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. I just want to thank the academy. I want to thank my mom and Jesus. <laughs> What's up, guys? Dorian, How we doing? Pretty good, man. Thank you for coming on uh, to sitting ringside. Uh, uh, it's uh, it's an honor to have uh, have you on, man. I think our podcast has been having like the most power slap uh, fighters uh, on a podcast. I haven't seen much of anybody else doing it, but. We welcome you to the show, man. Appreciate your time, brother. I love it, man. I love you. You guys are not afraid of the little criticism. I mean, uh, everything that has to do with power sap gets a little criticism. But if you enjoy it, you enjoy it, bro. There's no, uh, there's, you don't have to listen to anybody's fucking opinion. If you enjoy something, you go in and, and you enjoy that thing, bro. Same thing yes, like with sir. boxing, right? Everyone told me that I was too old to join boxing. And then I go and I turn around and do 7-0. and 
Street Beast Heavyweight Boxing Champion. So, like, fuck what everybody else says, bro. You just do what you want to do. I don't care about nobody's opinion. I just fucking, even though I'm built like a bag of milk, I'll, I'll knock out people with fucking <laughs> six packs. Because I, I don't give a fuck, you know what I mean? I don't listen to nobody's uh, opinion or... or, or... <laughs> I just go and I fucking prove, prove myself wrong, you know what I mean? There you go, man, there you go. David? Yeah, like, like Robert is saying, Dorian, uh, appreciate the time jumping on, brother. I know you're fresh coming off a of first-round KO win. Uh, we've, like, since the inception of Power Slap, we've had plenty of guys on. I'm glad you're finally able to make it on tonight, so... How you feeling coming off fresh off a win? You're pretty much right there in the talks for the title. I know you're calling for the winner of Dwayne and Nate. Nate got the job done. You think that's the next fight for you, man? Yeah, I like the, me and Nate because Nate is actually the same size as uh, as James Stonier. He's fucking 6'5", just a little heavier, right? But if you guys notice, I, that's a... That's a little bit different slap than I've normally been doing. And that's one I can only really land on guys that are a lot taller than me unless I squat down. So I like throwing that slap. I can get a lot more power. My feet don't move at all. And I think I'll knock his ass out. He's not like a fighter. He's a football player. You know what I mean? We ain't got helmets over here. This is fucking this is a fight. I used to play football. I was an all-state football player, so I'm not scared of that shit either. That's that's why I think I could take so much head trauma. Is just it's been bang time all the time for years for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, how was the uh, <laughs> uh, post fight after everything went down in Vegas? Uh, how'd you celebrate? What was happening that night after your win? Ooh, I uh, I went. I had an old fashioned, a smoked old fashioned. The shit was like fifty bucks, and then I went and I played Xbox and fell asleep. <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing nothing crazy, bro. Fuck that. I'm not trying to get arrested. Yeah, that sounds like a good ass time to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, normally my girl comes with me, but my girl wasn't there, so I'm not trying to get uh, implicated in anything. So I went back to my room, played some Xbox with her, and we just and I just fell asleep. Went home. Once I got home, that's when I celebrated. I took my uh, my girlfriend out to eat and shit, and it was good. It was a good time. Awesome. You don't want to get uh, Conor McGregor drink. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get that, the Conor McGregor charges, bro. I might just yeah. end up punching, punching an old man in the face. Yeah. No, that, that, that's Mike Perry, bro. That's Mike Perry. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Shout out to Mike shit. Perry, dude. The he Nigerian nightmare. That's my boy. He hit me. <laughs> Uh, Dorian, how much has uh, I asked Robert uh, Trujillo? He was on the show before too. I know that was a strange thing that happened with him, or with him and Paul Teague. I don't think uh, that'll ever happen again, where he doesn't even have to go out there. And I, it won't happen again because Paul Teague won't. I don't think Paul Teague will be in the league again. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. it's little shit like that. Like, if you don't have nuts, they're just gonna fucking can you. If you don't want to be here, they're just gonna can you. Because why would they keep you around if if you were showing that you don't want to be here? You know what I mean? <laughs> Um, yeah, very strange though. Yeah, I, I just there's there's you have another you have another arm. You have a spare a say, whole ass spare arm. You know, so since try I've been it, watching bro. this this show, um, you know, there's been instances where guys they they can't use their their hand because they damage it and they decide to to finish it up with their other their other hand, and it didn't make sense. It just, I mean, even even the commentators were like, "Did he just bitch out?" <clears throat> Yeah, my my uh yeah. my opponent, my former opponent John Davis, 
that dude fucking threw out his shoulder, did the rest of the match. He, on number one, he threw out his shoulder, did the rest of the match with his left, and then did the last slap with his right. He fucking kamikazed himself. And so, like, he, we're, we're out here to put it all on the line. And if mm-hmm. you're fucking like, hey, hey, guys, I think I'm good. Like, you're not putting it all on the line. You know what I mean? If you can even say that, if those words can even escape your mouth, then you're not putting it on the line. You're appealing to the ref for help. You know what I mean? And when, I, when I'm in there, it's kind of more like it's just me and you. I don't really see the ref. I'm not talking to the ref for any sort of help or any sort of call. You know what I mean? Any a ref for me is like a interruption. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? You fucking you're fucking with my flow. I'm trying to talk shit mm-hmm. to this guy. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah, yeah that's your that's so. your main focus is your opponent. You're not you know, you, you need to get yourself centered and right and get that slap and, and all that power ready and why do you wanna fuck with the ref? You know what I mean? Hundred percent, hundred percent. That's why I was so pissed at Dwayne. I was like, bro, why do you keep talking to him? Talk to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dorian, uh, you've been, but, like, it's been pretty routine for you going back to Vegas. Uh, you know, you've pretty much been on all the shows. How has the treatment for you guys changed time and time again? I know it's, I mean, every time you go out there, you put on a show. You stole the show last week. So, hey, man, how's the UFC man, they, and uh, Dana White and them taking care of you guys? They treat me really well, man. They treat me really well and, and like, uh, they used to kind of watch us when we go train at the Apex or what, or train at the PI. But now they just give us kind of unrestricted access here, you know. You, you guys already know what you're doing. Go do your thing. And uh, it was cool, man. I got to use all the bags and shit. I got to use the whole facility at the PI. I made sure to use everything, bro. I was like, I'm going to use this bag. I'm going to use this bag. <laughs> I'm going to pick up this weight, this weight. I didn't even run. I just got on the treadmill. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's a blessing, bro. You got to realize that like, I'm a fan first. Like I started fighting two years ago. So like it came out of me being a fan where I wanted to start fighting. And so to be at this level and to be rubbing elbows with these people is, is amazing to me. You know what I mean? I feel like a, a kid in a candy store. Like the other day mm-hmm. I, I went and I sat down with uh, Michael Bisping. We just had a drink. He was sitting there at the hotel having a drink and I was about to get me a beer. So I pulled up. I'm wearing my little suit because I thought we had a press conference. So I brought a suit and so I, I'm, I'm not going to bring a suit and not wear it. So I went, I was like, I'm going to go have one beer. It's going to be all good. I see Bisbee right there. I'm like, man, is that Bisbee? So I go to the other side. I had to check, look at his eye and I made sure it was Bisbee. <laughs> yep. I see the eye and I sat down next to him. I'm like, yo, what's up? Left hook Larry. How you doing? And he's like, oh, what's up, Dory? How you doing? What are you drinking? I'll buy you a drink. And I was like, you buy me a drink? I'll get one of them old-fashioned and $50 old-fashioned. She's like, no. <laughs> a good time, bro. Like, I'm hanging out with these guys like they're my friends. And, and that's 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 the coolest part is it's not, like, awkward to go. I thought that was, that's you know, one of the coolest things, bro, is that, uh, you know, Bisping had nothing but good things to say about you. You know, yeah, um, yeah. When you're he's the there. homie now, bro. Yeah, man. He, li- he likes you yeah. a lot, dude. So that that must have been awesome to to see him and hang out with him and shit. It's so sick, bro. Because like in my light, I channeled my inner Michael Bisping because Dwayne kept hitting me in my eyeball. So like I couldn't because he kept hitting me in my fucking eye. So I was only able to get a good slap in when I closed my left eye. I was like, damn, I'm gonna channel my channel my inner Michael Bisping. You can call me Michael Bigsby, you know what I mean? Bigsby. And I, I closed my eye and I hit him fucking one up like that. So uh, honestly, in my whole training camp for training camp for James, 
anytime that I uh, hit the bag, I would always close my eye. I was like, man, if somebody else takes this eye from me, I'm still going to be fucking, I'm still going to beat this motherfucker. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, okay. You, you, you mentioned, you know, quote unquote training cap. You train yourself, right? You have like a like a coach. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't train. Like I have a boxing coach. I have a Muay Thai coach. I have a jiu-jitsu coach. But they're like they don't have a slap coach. So I've kind of just like taken the helm on that and and did it myself. Um, the closest thing I had to a slap coach would be like Ryan Phillips. Like that fool helps me out a lot. But then I'm also a sponge. I take information from everybody. So I've taken okay. information from from uh, Wolverine. Wolverine slap I like a lot. I've taken some of the technical information from from Dwayne. Like I, I just even if they're not trying to teach me something, I'm learning all the time. So uh, right. that's that's what I feel like is one of my biggest advantages is just I feel like I don't know shit, so I'm humble in how I approach learning things. You know what I mean? Right. And I know you're you're like one of those guys that uh, like to teach and coach, right? Um, do you feel like with the experience that you're having now with slap fighting, do you feel like you could potentially coach these guys that want to get into slap fighting and teach them a little bit of techniques yeah. or whatever? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I think so. I try to I try to be careful with what I tell other heavyweights, but any right. any guys well, that are yeah. lower weight than me, <laughs> right? Any guys right, right, that are right. lower that are lower weight than me. I, I try to give them like a good advantage. And even on the bus, on the bus, Buffalo soldier was right there and we we're talking about how to take a slap. And I kind of told him how I take a slap. Cause I was like, if you're going to be my next opponent, you're going to have to be, you're going to have to be someone who knows how to take a slap. So legs <laughs> to take that. <laughs> I, wanna, I awesome, want wars, bro. I know like the knockout, the knockouts are cool and shit, but I want wars. Like that's, that's the best part. Like I got more fans off of losing in a war yeah. and putting on a good performance than, than getting this knockout this last yeah. know, weekend. So uh, I was going to mention that. I, like that I, I know after you, after you lost that uh, power slap three, you know, you, your followers just grew because of the type of performance that you guys uh, put on for that fight. Even when I lose, I still win. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got to figure out a way. <laughs> That's the kind That's, of attitude you got to have, bro. If you want to, if you want to make it, in the big leagues, man. Yeah. Hell yeah. They asked me, like, oh, how do you feel coming off a loss? I'm like, bro, I've been a loser my whole life. You, When I played football, I I came off a losing football team. I still made all state in a, on a losing football team because of my performance. And I never lost heart. Yeah. Even though we we're down 44 to 14, I never lost heart. I would still be out there fucking making people bleed, fucking dislocating knees and shit. Because I'm going to play hard to the very the very end. Hey, Dorian, I was going to ask you, too. Uh, I don't, I've been playing the Power Slap game. Are you featured on that game yeah. at some point? You are, right? Uh, I think they have they have a little knockoff version of me, but they're going to yeah. use my character model eventually to put me in there. You know what I mean? I heard I mean, they, were using, uh, they were using Tai Tuivasa to model you. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you look like the Mexican Tai Tuivasa. Dude. I love this shit. I need a beer. Hold on. Where's the Dude, beer? Did it, did it, I'm going to do a shoey for y'all. Dude, you got to do a shoey, bro. You got to do a fucking shoey now. Let's go. Let's go. I don't know if you played it, Rob, or Rudy, you have, but like, no. they got AJ Hintz and the, the big Hawaiian. So I was wondering, like, yeah, they had the Mandalorian on that. So 
Thanks for clarifying. <laughs> I could only find a boot. We're doing a boot. Hey, the boot. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Hell yeah. This is my work boots, baby. Let's go. Drink it up. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! That's the first shoey we've ever had on the show. That is a bad. <laughs> or didn't Tyler do one? It might be the second one. Yeah, no. This is the true, the true oh, shoey yeah, that we've had. Yeah. <laughs> right on, man. That's that is that is badass. Oh, yeah, thank you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> Hey, Dorian, too, you're in uh, Southern California, right? I heard, was it the hurricane coming through? Is it going to affect the area you're at? Or what's the, what's the deal with that? I think all my life we've been getting hurricane warnings, and we've yeah. gotten nothing more than a couple inches of rain. So bring it okay. on, bro. I fucking hope we get a tornado in this motherfucker. Honestly, stir some <laughs> shit up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because I heard about it, too, because it kind of affects my work. I've worked out in that area before. Not not necessarily out San Diego area, but I know it either hits north or south. And last year, I think it was mm. pretty bad towards the south. So I was wondering. Oh, well, God, forbid, God forbid your job is affected. So. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, dude, it shouldn't be bad at all, bro. It's not going to be Who nothing, Who cares bro. about those <laughs> lives that are going to get affected? Yeah. Yeah, fuck, fuck the homes that are gonna be gone. <laughs> Hopefully, your work uh, is uninterrupted. You know what I mean? Hello, <laughs> oh, David. Hey, well, it ties to the economy somewhat, so it'll be it'll be effective effective either way. So. <laughs> yeah, that's you're true. my hero, dude. The fact the fact that you have a job and you still do your job consistently, you're my fucking hero, bro. Because I fucking hate going to work, dog. I still do, but I fucking hate it. You what do you I mean? do for work? I want to quit my. I want to. I want. I, I do uh, security, and it's security. Just, I'm answering the same question, the same questions every single day, kicking out the same people every single day. You know what I mean? So that's why I like breaking up the monotony with doing this power slap shit. And then on top of that, I don't have to save any money. It's just power slap takes care of my savings. I store it all in savings and just continue my life as usual. You know what I mean? Yeah. Awesome. Has anybody anybody had to be power slapped to get out of line? You know, I, I carry boxing gloves in my car, so like anytime taxi drivers have a big beef with the with the Uber drivers because I work at the at the CBX airport, bro. So every time the, the taxi driver is like, "Hey, I'm gonna fucking fight this guy," or "I'm gonna fight this guy," I'm like, "Hey, nobody's fighting except for me." I was like, "If anybody wants to fight, we can go to the with the parking lot, take off this uniform." Throw on some boxing gloves and we'll get it cracking. And it Hell usually yeah. calms down the situation. It usually calms down the situation because I tell them too. I'm like, bro, I'm not afraid to get fired. I've been fired from every job I've ever had. What makes you fucking think that I'm scared to get fired from this job? And I'd be like, <laughs> that. <laughs> that usually fucking gives them the that deer in the headlights. Usually, loop, you know yeah, what I mean? That usually gets people to chill the fuck out. It's like, bro, that's my de-escalation that, tactics. That I there you go. Your ass and get fired. It's worth it. Trust me, it's worth it, bro. I will. I'll clock out right now. <laughs> Let's go, swipe, bro. 
Speak, speaking of boxing gloves, I think I need to send you a pair of some Fight Book MMA boxing gloves, bro. Look at that shit. Oh, my boy. If you if you send me some, I'll, I'll probably uh, I'll use them a couple times on my Instagram, but then I'm going to I'm going to auction them off or like fight of the day okay. for whoever is the the best fight for the street beefs. I'll probably give them to one of the street beefs fighters. Okay. There's a lot so, of boxers, badass boxers and shit in street beefs. If you give me a pair, want- I'll fucking I'll Okay, black, do you, want, red do you want black or white? Black? Black and red, yes, sir. Okay, all right. I'm going to send you a friend request on Facebook, and then we'll, we'll talk about uh, sending them to you, man. Absolutely, yeah. bro. Hey, who's right. got beer? I think it's like beer 30 right now. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I got prime. <laughs> I don't have any beer. <laughs> I don't drink beer. I don't drink, drink beer, milk. but I I drink prime. He needs some milk. <laughs> whiskey? Are we doing a no. shot of whiskey? We can do a shot of water. It's kind of like whiskey. It's clear. <laughs> Cheers, brother. Awesome. I only drink on awesome. podcasts. Are you, are there you, you go. At, a, at a disco? Yeah, you know, I try to do something different every time in my fights and in my podcast. So today, we got this. Hell yeah. <laughs> this 10-hour-long fucking compilation of lights. <laughs> Sweet. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Fuck with me. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell, rock. <laughs> And Warren, are you going to do your, you have your own podcast you're going to be doing later tonight as well? Do you think scheduling work out for that? Yeah, I think, I think they're, uh, they're, they're going right now, but I'm going to hop in late. Uh, it's Bare Fisted Podcast with King of Kings, Jesse Bustin' Nutting, um, and uh, the Dapper Slapper, and John Davis. Man, those guys are some wild boys, and uh, I love those guys to death. So, uh, Jesse Nutting. If you want to make some money, use Jesse Nutting's UFC picks. That motherfucker, he's he's like Rain Man when it comes to to UFC picks. Also, huh. if you're on if you're on Barefisted Podcast and you roast Jesse in the comments, whoever has the best roast of Jesse of the night gets a little prize. Hell oh, yeah. yeah, I'm good at roasting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you better roast that motherfucker. You better roast that motherfucking trans transsexual gnome looking motherfucker right there. But he'll make you some money. He will make Mark. you some money if you use his picks. You like that, Mark? Damn, Mark. Mark O'Malley right. over there. Mark O'Malley. <laughs> yep. Nah, dude. He's the transsexual Viking and he fights for fucking rights, bro. But uh, uh Mark, Mark looks like a transsexual uh, Sergeant Slaughter right now. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can see comments on my live, so I can only imagine what people are saying oh, to me. So. Shit, dude, Sergeant you look like, it looks like Sweet Tooth from fucking Twisted Metal's gay son, dude. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, hold on. I got the right cup for it. Hold on a second. I do got the right cup for it after all. Hey. Yeah, you know, I think people people talk about uh about uh CTE and whatnot, but bro, honestly, I would have been doing this shit. I, I'm not, not okay, if I would have just on the MMA route, I'm not as great of an MMA fighter as I am a slap fighter. 
So I would come out of MMA matches with way more damage than I would with a slap fight. Same thing for boxing. Just because of how I am as a person and my style, I'll throw my hands down and be like, what, bitch? And let them hit me a couple of times. So I've been getting damage, way more damage in my boxing matches and in my MMA matches that I've had before slap fighting than I have been getting in slap fighting. I've been living a lot healthier just doing slapping than I have with boxing. Boxing, I'll come back with broken orbital bone, fucking smashed up eyes, broken nose. Yeah, fucking tooth going through my lip, and that's how I just just for free. I was doing street beats for free, just putting on wars for the people, just because I like that war fucking aspect. So I promise you, don't worry for me, bro. I would have been doing this shit anyway for free, but at least I'm getting fucking paid now, and it's actually less damage than I was before I was doing this shit. Yeah, and that's good, you know, because that, uh, you know. You'll be able to do the slap fighting for a good long time. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, and well, I'm thinking I'm my... too stupid to get knocked out, bro. You can't take away what's not there. <laughs> Ooh, I'm empty-headed, baby. I'm ready to go. What did they say about the next slated event? Uh, I'm pretty sure there will be one, uh, maybe two events before the year's out, right? October 25th is the next one. I'm not sure about the one after that. But, uh, yeah, I think we're taking September off and then hopping back in October. I'm not sure if I'm on there. They haven't called me yet. But uh, just I've been on every numbered card since the inception. So I figure they're going to have me on there. They'll find it yeah. for me. Yeah. Well, I'm sure. Like I it's said, I'm not here to win. I'm not here to fucking have a title shot. I'm here to fuck people up. So bring me somebody and I'll fuck him up. I don't care if he's ranked or unranked or what the fuck the deal is. Just give me somebody. Who do you want to slap the shit out of? <laughs> That's a loaded question, right? You're like, I want to slap the shit out of a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. There's a lot of people, bro. You know, have you guys ever heard of Shinigami? Shinigami. Have you guys ever no, heard of Shinigami? Tell me. Right? He's the he's the the fat white guy, fat white karate master who knocked out that guy with one kick. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Pull up the Shinigami highlight. Dude. Pull up the Shinigami <laughs> highlight, bro. Yeah, I don't know if you can <laughs> screen share or whatever. You guys got to see that shit, man. That yeah, guy's really my friend. Can, really screen share. He's your friend. That guy, that guy's my homie, right? We fight for the same organization, Street Beast West Coast. That's the same organization oh, okay. that I, I'm a champion in. A Shinigami versus um, Nasty Native. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no. Shinigami versus Detail. That's the one you want to see because because it was against Shinigami against Nasty Native. That was his downfall. Anyway. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> but so Shinigami, like he's cool, right? But it's just some little things that bother me, like the lack of accountability, um, like just just little shit like that. It it bugs the fuck out of me. So I've been telling him for a long time, dude, you gotta join Power Slap. Come get paid. You know what I mean? He's like, nah, I'm gonna keep doing karate. I'm gonna keep fucking uh knocking. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. It's the fucking man right there. But he pisses me off, bro. I love him, but he pisses me off. I want to slap the fuck out of that boy. 
That's detail. Detail looks like he's about to get detailed. <laughs> Man, look at this shit. I wouldn't fight that guy. Shit. I would fuck Shinigami up, but I love he that boy. Like, bro, he looks like he could fuck up Daniel LaRusso. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Yeah. <laughs> cool guy. I love so much. Bro, he looks like I want to smack the fuck out, out of that big karate boy. I know. He needs to be in Cobra Dude, Kai. Dude, every time he fights, somebody in the audience goes, remember your training. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, bro. I love that shit. If you see Shinigami versus Ryu, Ryu Sinin, it's two karate guys versus each other. That shit's uh, unreal. <laughs> oh, man. I, you guys got to see some of these Street Beast fights. Some of them are more funny than they are fucking... Uh, they're just... They're all entertaining, but some of them are more funny yeah. than dangerous. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> uh, I don't know about Street Beast, man. I, I've, I've watched a bunch of videos of theirs, and... <sighs> it's just... It's 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 a, it's nuts. It's very Watch nuts. Shribi's West Coast. Shribi's West Coast are some of the guys that train a lot more consistently, and they're a lot more oh, okay. consistent when they fight. Like you have characters that, okay. that have gone seven fights, eight fights, fifteen fights in the same organization. Whereas like Street Beefs on the on the East Coast is a lot of one off fighters, guys that come for one yeah. weekend and they fight once, and then they just you know it's the next weekend it's a different okay. group of guys. Um, but Shribi's West Coast has a lot more consistent. Uh, players, so check out Shrewby's West Coast on YouTube, and check out some of my fights on Shrewby's West Coast YouTube. I promise, if you love me, I'm I'm Shrewby's West Coast through and through. So if you're gonna love me, then you love those guys, hundred percent. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, like Battleborn, Free Smoke, fucking Darkness, um, Nasty Native. Darkness. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of these motherfuckers. <laughs> Even Shinigami. Shinigami is he's he's mad entertaining to watch, bro. Reusing like all these guys are fucking amazing. No love, so, no love is also a street beast fighter. He's in Power Slap, out of my recommendation, but he's a street beast West Coast fighter too. That motherfucker would fight two and three times a day, kickboxing, boxing, MMA, and then win all these fights. So wow. like, these guys fight for glory. They don't fight for money. Like these are real fighters. Right on, man. That's awesome. So, speaking of uh, street beefs, uh, would you dabble into uh, bare knuckle fighting? Yeah, bro. I actually, for my heavyweight like title defense, I was trying to get a boxing a, a bare like a wraps only boxing match, but uh, it just just didn't time out right with power slap and stuff. So, uh, you know, I would think about it, but uh, I would have to definitely get in the gym a lot more and be a lot more technical. Yeah. These guys. These guys are super great at evading punches, and they still come out bloody and, and beat up yeah. and shit. And I, that's yeah. that's that's not my style. My my style is not really evading punches. More so like throwing while you're throwing. So like <laughs> I'm gonna catch some heat. You know what I mean? So if I can uh, if I get in bare knuckle, I definitely want to be more evasive. But right now you're you're. Right now, your home is, is slap fighting. Power slap, baby. Power slap. Slapping motherfuckers yeah. out. Pimp slapping. 
toe tapping. <laughs> I'm just trying to fight the man. I'm your pusher man. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> David? Yeah, as I said, Dorian, do you think uh, as the sport grows, and know we're still early in it, uh, you've been a big staple of it so far. Like you're saying, there's guys you want to slap the shit out of. You may, in fact, yeah. be able to pull them to power slap. Do you think eventually Dana and the matchmakers would entertain, like, a one-off fight of just somebody? Like, kind of like Bare Knuckle. We had a guy, uh, what was his, what's his name? Uh, TikTok guy. He fought Bare Knuckle last and week. He won. Yeah, and he won. So do you think, like, power slap, that yeah. eventually will be something that can happen? I mean. Yeah, I'm trying to fight. I, I called for it last time. I'm trying to fight Dwayne Crespo. Just a little one, one carve-out UFC fight. Dwayne Crespo, me and me and him, because that that motherfucker has great kicks. He's a great uh, Muay Thai fighter, but I just I just think I'll beat his ass. Like <laughs> I just think my my doggishness just will beat all that. You know what I mean? He could kick me, he could fucking punch me, but when we're in a fight, that shit's different. You know what I mean? That shit's super different. And uh, you can call me fucking DTP Nurmagomedov. I'm gonna take this motherfucker down and beat him the fuck up. You know what I mean? So. <clears throat> I, I, I think uh, I think as the sport grows, we'll see what happens. But that's probably who I have my eyes set on because I don't ever like easy fights. Easy fights have never interested me. I've only ever wanted to do like hard fights. So Dwayne awesome. has had MMA MMA experience in the professional realm before, and I haven't. You know, I've only ever had uh, a few experiences against wrestlers. So uh, to have an MMA fight against a striker who wants to beat me up on the feet. And, and knowing that I could fucking beat him to the punch when it comes to boxing, fucking take what he has when it comes to, to Muay Thai, and then show him something new when it comes to wrestling, bro, like, I think I'll be all over that. Yeah, I know you called for I, that. I won't, like, I won't, post, yeah, I won't climb up the rankings in UFC, <laughs> but I beat a fucking few people's ass in the UFC. Yeah, no, it'd be cool to see that happen. Like you said, if you're calling for it, I think uh, UFC, Dana and them would entertain something like that for big, big stars, guys that bring the numbers like yourself. And I know uh, Robert Trujillo, he's saying that nobody wants, there's, there's nobody to fight him, and he's definitely yeah. an undefeated mixed martial artist, and I think he, may in fact, should get that uh, Dana White Contender Series. A hundred, hundred percent. That dude, that dude, that dude's been putting in the work. As Like me, I haven't been putting in the work the, the way that Robert has. So if, if we're going to advocate for anybody, one person getting in the UFC after this shit, it should be Robert. You know what I mean? I, I'm not trying to be climb up the ranks in the UFC. That dude could actually climb up the ranks. You know what I mean? I'm just trying to fight Dwayne just to show because he's been st- <laughs> since the beginning, bro. This motherfucker. <laughs> you can't beat me in a fight. You can't beat me in a fight. Doesn't matter if it's boxing, Muay Thai, fucking MMA. I'm always gonna beat you in a fight. And and I don't think that's true at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? I told him I was like, bro, fight me in street thieves then. Fight me for no right? money then. Yeah, let's do so it. Why, why, let's do if old you wanna, school. Let's if go you to the backyard. Prove it. Fight me. Fight me for zero money. Oh, I wouldn't do that. You know what I mean? This and that. Uh, Get the hey, fuck uh, out of here, <laughs> Dorian. Real quick, we have a fan on uh, one of our live streams here. His name is JP Pettis. He says, uh, "Let's go, Dorian. I'm a big fan, brother. Seen all of your fights on Power Slap. So, uh, JP yeah. Pettis, I'm." You might want to give him a shout out, man. Hey, that's awesome, bro. Shout out to JP, man. You know, that's my dad's initials. My dad's initials are uh, JLP, Joe Lu- nice. Joe Jose Luis Perez. And that's uh, awesome. 
that's awesome to me, bro. That's awesome to me that you're out there and, and, and you're enjoying what I do. So I appreciate that. Hell yeah, man. Um, so you mentioned that you're not sure if you're going to be on the next Power Slap, which I'm pretty sure we all hear on the panel. I, I took no damage. I'm pretty sure I'll agree. be on there. Yeah, you're going to be on the next one. Um, who do you want to fight? Like, who who's on your mind right now as far as your next opponent? Like I said, uh, I think this is the fight that Excuse me. This is the yeah. fight that King of Kings is coming back. So, you know, I love that dude to death. Uh, but he's a he's a real threat and it comes to in to being in the heavyweight division. So okay. I'd like to take out that threat as far as when it comes to me. Right. Um, but there's a couple of other guys that are up and coming in the heavyweight division that maybe have we haven't seen yet. So they'll probably give me somebody um they'll probably give me somebody that we haven't seen yet. You know, uh, stuff. Some big scary guy from the middle of fucking nowhere. But I'm used to that shit, bro. I'm used to that shit. My first Street Beast fight, I fought a guy who was all on fucking steroids and all yoked out of his mind. He got a nine second knockout earlier that day, and I was like, "Give me that guy. Let me get that guy." Because my <laughs> opponent didn't show up. So I was like, "Let me get that guy." He didn't even fight all day. Fuck him. And I TKO'd that guy. So nice. I'm not yeah, so I'm not worried about this shit. I'm not worried about big opponents. I'm not worried about scary ass opponents because this, this shit just it just adds to my name. You know what I mean? I don't have to be fucking scary to go put these guys away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well that's awesome, man. I mean you're you're uh you know, out there doing what you love and um you know, you're you're leaving a legacy for you know, your family, for I, I don't know, do you have kids? I don't have kids. Uh, my dad passed away in 2000, 2018, something like that. So I just okay. have my little brother. My little brother uh, is who I look after and, and who I'm kind of doing this all for. This is my immortality project. Like, God forbid anything were to happen to me, uh, he can go back and look at all this and be like, hey, this is where we're from. This is who the fuck we are. And, and, and this is what we stand for. You know what I mean? Like if, this, awesome, if it man. wasn't for him, I wouldn't be doing any of this shit. This shit's exhausting. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it's fun and, and all that, but it, it if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be going through this because I I wouldn't have anybody to show. I wouldn't have anybody to show. You know what I mean? Right. Like right. I like entertaining the fans. That's all cool. But Isaiah is who it's for, and 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 I just I love him to death. You know what I mean? If it wasn't for yeah. him, it wouldn't it wouldn't be no me. So he's pretty much like, he pretty much saved your life then, if you want to put it that way. Yeah, yeah, you know, because cause I felt like, my, my dad was a big-ass inspiration for me. Like, he was the uh -huh. my best friend, my my, my, right. my road dog, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. for him not to be able to have that would just hurt my fucking soul. Like, it hurt my soul so much that he wasn't going to be able to have the same relationship that i have with my dad and i knew that i i couldn't be the same person as my dad i'm my own person so i had to figure out how to inspire isaiah the same way that my dad inspired me but to do it in my own way in a way that was true to myself that's you awesome know? man yeah that's that's great man i love hearing that um and you keep doing you brother 
I mean, you are uh, an entertainer and, you know, you uh, bring smiles to everybody, just like our boy here, JP Pettis, you know, he's been following yeah. you since forever. So um, I'm sure there's a lot more people out there. Like you said, you know, you your fan base grew after that loss and which technically was a win. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that's freaking badass, bro. I love I love hearing stories like this, man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, thank you guys, man. Thank you guys for fucking for putting us on and, and having the most power slap guys on your podcast. Like really power slap I'm guys just, are I'm just are saying crazy, I'm dude. just saying yeah, I'm I'm just saying that we're 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 the ones that've had the most power slap fighters on a podcast. I'm yeah. not sure, but yeah. I feel like we've had <laughs> we've even yeah. had no, two I power mean, slap it, fighters at once. <laughs> Yeah, I think we had a Robert to you and uh, Travis Aragon uh, at the same time on the show. So, yeah, it was good stuff. So, nah, but yeah, nah, more- I, that's what I'm saying. I appreciate you guys, man, like for to give us a little platform to introduce ourselves and to really, you know, show ourselves at a deeper level. That that's badass, bro. And yeah, you guys no, are fight man. fans through and through. So to be Hell- to be. You know, talking about this fight, this fight, bare knuckle, UFC, risen, and then yeah, power slap. Like you guys are putting us on the same level, and and it really is. You know, what I mean, you're staring down the the loaded barrel of a gun, and mm-hmm. not moving. Yeah. So yeah, that, all- that should that should take something different. You know, <laughs> it's all love over here, Dorian. We support everybody, and like I said, we've been since the inception uh, supporting power slap. It's a, a pleasure having you on, and uh, you know, sharing your story. And we'll definitely have to do it again. And you know what I mean? It's it's been fun stuff, man. Having to each and every one of you guys on, it's uh it's great to have Fight Book involved and uh and tell the story that is Dorian DTP, man. So Thank you, bro. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. Hey, before we let you go, man, we always let our our uh, uh guests give a shout out to whoever they want. If it's a sponsor or anybody, go for it, bro. Hey, shout out Bare Fisted Podcast, man. Bare Fisted Podcast for life, man. Ryan Phillips, Jesse Bussinutting, uh, John Davis, Dapper Slapper. You know, all these guys are fucking killers, and they're all in Power Slap. So if you like Power Slap, if you like UFC, watch our podcast, man. Thursdays, Thursdays about 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, we hop on there. Jesse always has the best UFC fights, UFC picks. The motherfucker made like $1,500 last week. So hit him up for his picks. He's always going to be on the, on the, on uh, Facebook, dropping his picks and stuff like that. So watch bare fisted to have those picks live. Also shout out street beast, West coast, man, street beast, West coast. There would be no DTP without no street beast, West coast. So I appreciate them for putting me on and, uh, and giving me the opportunity to showcase myself so thank you guys man thank you fight book thank you power slap thank you monster thank you everybody who's making this shit happen and uh i'm just gonna keep knocking motherfuckers out hell yeah after our show brother i'm going to reach out get your address and i'm gonna send you a pair of some black uh fight book mma boxing books i'm gonna break them in baby i'm gonna break them in (laughs) let's go Thanks for doing the Mexican Chewy on our shows as well, man. That's that's a first 100%. for us. Had to do that out of a work boot. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. Thank you so much, man. Have a good night. Yeah, so guys, we'll get man. you on next time. Have a good one. All right, brother.
Another good one in the books, bros. Another good one in the books. Awesome. Awesome, awesome interview, man. This guy is a badass. Come yeah, <laughs> bro. I, you know, Bisping, he, you know, he had nothing but good things to say about him um, during the event. So uh, it's it's cool to have him on, man. It's cool to have him on and seeing him enjoying, enjoying his life, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that, that that was an awesome interview. Hopefully, he had a had a blast with. I'm sure he did. His lights don't, uh, don't, ma- don't match all, the background. It did, right? <laughs> don't all our guests love being on our show, though? I yeah. mean, come on, they yeah, they, they they love they, they love. We're fun. We are all fun. We make it fun for them. Right on. Well, let's get into the next segment. Outside the cage news. David. Outside the cage news. Man, you go from the slap power slap series, one badass Dorian Perez to outside the cage news. And man, there's plenty of stuff happening outside the cage, near the cage. You know what I mean? That's why we call it sitting ringside. Because yeah, sitting ringside, sitting cage side. There's always something going on, but it, <laughs> this, in fact, is uh, close to fights, of course. Uh, we know Helen Yee and the Schmo. You guys are familiar. I mean, they, they're officially engaged. So congratulations, <laughs> I want to say, to the Schmo and Helen Yee. Always putting in work. I know earlier the Schmo was uh, asking some pretty great questions at the uh, UFC 292 presser. So congrats on the engagement and uh, yeah, keep up the good work, you know. Right. Yeah, uh, uh, about that guy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's, it's an engagement uh, trend, I guess. Uh, Logan Paul officially engaged to his uh, fiance Nina Adrigal. Is that her name, right, Mark? Oh, bro! Shout out to Dylan Dennis. Um, he used to be the most hated MMA guy in the MMA Twitter world, but now everyone loves him, dude, because he's just—he's been oh, roasting dude. Logan hardcore, dude. And this, I guess, this is a build-up to their fight. You know, they've been talking shit back and forth, and um, yeah, man, uh, I like Dylan Dennis now. I like Dylan Come Dennis. I, I've gained some some newfound respect for him because he went lower than low, and uh, yeah, bro. Shout out to Dylan. <laughs> Yeah, that's amazing that that guy. Well, it's, we know it's all promotion for the fight, but like, yeah, he did go pretty low, and that's the thing about like media and like the era that we're in for fighting. Like, of course, Dana White says it's not the be nice business, but yeah, you're famous for being a fucking asshole or be doing great things. Either way, like sometimes it's more of the latter, but you guys know what I'm talking about. So. <laughs> But I still don't like Dylan Dennis, and I hope Logan. I hope he shows up to the fight. We shall see. It, so that's one thing we need to. If if Dylan Dennis shows up and walks through those ropes, yeah, I'll give him a little credit. It's it's such a shit show of a match. Like I mean, what in the hell? Like he's not a boxer. Like come on, like this is it's a total. It's, it's a, a fucking entertainment. It's just for entertainment for. People like Rudy that love to see stuff like that. <laughs> it's a fucking mess is what it is. So. But it's a shit show. I'm all for it. That's right. <laughs> but moving on outside the cage, or no, I'd say moving on outside the cage news, uh, I want to, well, we all grew up listening to Bone Thugs and Harmony on this panel. I know 
So they officially made 99th Street in Cleveland, Bone Thugs Street, and they keep stealing the fucking signs, man. Like, <laughs> of course they do. They'll need to have like a million billion signs to replace it that every day, be. every hour. As soon like as white. that sign is on there, dude, they're gonna rip that shit out. Who is it's they? Like, uh, white people? The white people. You know yeah, it. Like the uh, white people. Yeah, <laughs> like Marco Mali. The honkies. Yeah, us honkies yeah, are gonna Marco do it. Marco Mali. <laughs> us honkies are gonna steal all the signs. <laughs> hey, I don't know so, so down there, Sergeant Slutter. <laughs> It took long enough, but still, like, I mean, yeah, they're going to have to keep replacing those signs, like, every night, right, Rob? So, but. What they need to do is they need to just spray paint the fucking sign on the wall, the corner of the wall of the building where where they're putting the street sign and just leave it at that. Or put an alarm on it. An alarm? An alarm with a camera. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Or a booby trap. Yeah, I seen that booty trap. In the news and I was like, "Wait, exactly. took long enough to it's get that something. But hey, it's official. It's East Ninety Nine Street, Bone Thugs. Awesome, awesome. But uh, also outside the K's news, Rudy, close to where you're at, San Antonio area, I believe the Chupacabra was sighted in someone's backyard. Right, a strange creature in Texas. They're what always they're always seeing chupacabras, supposed <laughs> chupacabras. Always, even Always, even over bro. here in El Paso on the border, you know they think that they captured the chupacabra, and it's usually like some some dog with mange mange. dog. <laughs> yeah, that was a. Well, you seen the video, Rob? Like, it's yeah, pretty, yeah, I don't know what the hell that thing is, but it's probably a dog. I mean, yeah. to me, it looks like a mix of a dog and a coyote gone wrong, <laughs> and. That dog was probably a mutt, and it was probably a big ass fucking dog, and mated with a damn coyote, and then they what they came out. I think Rudy needs to investigate those as soon as possible. You're you're close, so I agree. No, I ain't I ain't touching. Uh, I don't mess with chupacabras, bro. Real no. or not. But continuing on in the animal world, we always I think we need to start talking about bears every single chance we can on this show. Because apparently Hank the Tank has been captured. You guys heard of Hank the Tank, right? Hank the what? Tank? Who's it's that? A, it's a bear that's uh, apparently broke into like 21 different houses. Oh, yeah. All, yeah, they eats all their food and just wrecks their house. So like officially they've captured Hank the Tank. It sucks. Free Hank the Tank. Didn't, didn't some lady like videotape him and he was in front of the door and didn't even come in? He was just chilling in the front door. Yeah. And he was get, he was just being recorded, right? He didn't even come into the house. He was just looking Bro. at the camera, just chilling there. And this lady was like, oh, my God. Look at the second chonker, dude. Holy they shit. Finally, they finally yeah. caught the tank. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, there's a video. There's a video going around where he's just chilling in the front porch with the door wide open, just looking at the owner of the house. Yeah, Bro, he looks, he's definitely an American bear. Oh, yeah, he's, fucking... he's American, and like, which houses are he breaking into? The ones next to McDonald's. they caught him in diabetes. Yeah, no, they caught him in like Lake Tahoe, so he's been. 
he's been grubbing good and like he's just oh, chilling. Yeah. He's not hurting nobody. He's chilling, man. So free Hank the Tank. Yeah, he's just chilling. He, he he's not hurting a single soul. He just goes in, raids the kitchen, Bro, and they're leaves. Gonna him, they're gonna do him dirty like they did Harambe. But hey, poor Harambe. But each time we could talk about real bears, we'll get the we'll do that. I know we talked about fake bears and or humans in bear suits a couple weeks ago. <laughs> But that was my cousin Marvin. I told you, <laughs> you're so dumb. <laughs> but but uh, moving on, there's a uh, pretty interesting thing in space, Rob. I know you always mentioned the James Webb telescope. James Webb, yes, it, it captured a damn question mark. And uh, I figure what portion of the galaxy it is, but like, question mark, like, is it the fucking Riddler or like, what is it? You know, it's just a strange something strange out there in the universe and James Webb is capturing a lot of stuff uh it's uh it's crazy what this telescope is capturing um they've it's already spotted you know a, a shit ton of galaxies with planets and suns and um so and I always bring it up when we talk about the the, the space and everything there is no way that we are the only beings alive. There's got to be other a, life forms out there. But what if it's a superhero and he's called the question mark, man? <laughs> hey, but James Webb captures a lot of photos, but just think yeah. that they don't release. Oh, there's a lot of stuff that they're not releasing. A lot of videos, a lot of pictures that the telescope is capturing. There is a shit. To, there's a there's a lot of YouTube videos out there that are talking about that. How how is it that they're only releasing certain things, and why not release everything? Yeah, no, and I it's see, because uh, they don't want they don't want people to get scared or or wonder or whatever, but. Yeah, they don't want to know that the end is near. Exactly. Because so, you travel, you travel further into space. You're traveling back into time. Yeah. So it's you know you're you're looking, and what they're trying to do is find the Big Bang when and how all of this started. So that's probably what they're doing, and I'm sure there's a lot of things that they discovered that happened light years away so yeah i think we uh we entered a alternate dimension a couple years ago that's why we're getting jake paul and logan paul versus dylan dennis and fucking every all this shit going on like it was never supposed to happen but we ventured in to these times dude now that you mention that man if you ask anybody right now that are growing up in this time and and just ask them a one simple question where is your heart located? Mm. They're going to say it's in the middle. But us here, when <laughs> we say, where is your heart located? It's on the left side. I'm mm. just saying hey, something happened I... where both universes, the metaverse or whatever, something happened. I'm just saying, don't quote me on that. I know this is an MMA podcast. I'm just throwing it out there. Hey, it's the Mandela effect of life. You know what I mean? Like it is. It it is. It's not what you thought it was at all. Kind of like Bob Barker still being alive. Like people don't know that he's still alive. So. <laughs> yeah, it's time to the pyramids on that one. Bro. The pyramids, man. I'm telling you. Yeah.
Judge Judy never had a mallet. We can go on and on about the Mandela thing. <laughs> but uh, uh, we'll get to some fights here in a second outside the K's news. I know this is right up Mark's alley, but a six-year-old in Pennsylvania won the, the mullet competition. And I'm telling you, that mullet is Shawn Michaels' 1991 mullet. Jesus Christ. <laughs> really? If you can find that picture, queue it up on the podcast, bro. Yeah, That, that would be amazing. Is, uh, what, is it? It, it, what is it? So uh, a six-year-old kid in Pennsylvania wins mullet competition. Yeah. And I'm talking Oh, Marty. yeah, yeah. That kid, Marty my, my friend's son. My friend's son uh, was in that competition. <laughs> Oh, oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, but but yeah, mullets—they are a thing now. Even six-year-olds are winning competitions. So who knew? But if Marty Jannetty's mullet or Shawn Michaels of '91 or Marty Jannetty, it's hard to top those power mullets, though, for sure. Or like Brutus the Barber of like the early wrestling days, right? <laughs> <laughs> But, but, uh, back to some fights uh, Of course we are an outside the cage news Still uh, I want to touch on John Jones Refusing to fight on the card With Colby Covington mm. Maybe that's why We're not getting Leon and Colby At Madison Square Garden Right Rudy Probably You being a little bitch Wow So Unfortunately, like we still don't know when that fight's supposed to gonna be announced, but I'm pretty sure it was slated for Madison Square Garden. But Colby Covington went on the Bisbing podcast and uh clarified that like Jones went to the higher ups and the big uh, dogs at the UFC and made sure that didn't happen, which is shitty. That's dumb. <laughs> no, I don't know, but um yeah, hopefully Jones makes it to that fight too. We shall see. Pyramids impending, but um, uh, Joaquin Buckley he has a high profile bout booked. Um, it's a guessing game. He can't release who he's fighting just yet. He gave hmm. clues. Who's Joaquin Buckley fighting? What are the clues? whoever he wants? Yeah, a mystery opponent. That's why I wanted you guys to guess who, and whoever's right gets a special. Well, prize tell me some of the clues. Uh, it's a former training partner of his, uh, hmm. last, and uh, the fighter that it, it that's his opponent was winning his last fight, lost in the third round, and was fighting a guy a step down in competition. Are the clues that he uh, gave away. Hmm. That's uh yeah, because I was thinking, well, Jack Dalemaladalian. I thought it was Ponzinibbio. Like, I think it could be Ponzinibbio, but he's a little bit above him in ranking. So, I don't know. He's the only guy I can think of because he lost to uh, Kevin Holland. You know what I mean? And it was like a later stoppage, I believe, in third round. So, my guess is Santiago Ponzinibbio. Hmm. Yeah? Yeah. It's got to be. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Weird. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's why he put out a little uh, video on Instagram, and uh, you can't release it, of course. Like, they have the UFC deal where they can't, you know, talk about the fight until it's actually official on their Twitter. Yeah. But Joaquin Buckley versus Ponzinibbio, I'm announcing on this show right now. So Let's go. But uh, there was some fight bookings, too. We'll run through them real quick, uh, and then we'll get to UFC 292. 
Daniel Pineda is slated to fight Kusin Askabalov uh, October 7th. That was announced today via uh, Big Marcel. Uh, Kristen Leroy Duncan versus uh, Cesar Almeida. That's added to UFC Vegas November 18th. Uh, Cynthia Calvillo is out. Uh, Lasmin Lucindo will now face Elise Reed. That's on the mm. uh, UFC Noche card. And that's the card that Kevin Holland will, in fact, fight um, Jack Della Maddalena. So that card is fire, too. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, they stepped it up there. Even though a couple bouts dropped out, they stepped it back up. And yeah. Jordan Levitt, Rudy's favorite fighter, he's fighting your other favorite fighter, Chase Hooper. So I don't know who you're going to pick in that one, Rudy. Oh, <laughs> Chase Hooper all day, bro. It's a good after, one. Like yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, after seeing Chase get his ass beat by Steve <laughs> Garcia, oh. that used to fire up, up, up under his ass, man. And it the did. new Chase Hooper, holy shit. Right. And also added very proper to UC Noche is uh, Raul Rosas Jr. will fight Terrence Mitchell. Somewhat of a step down. I mean, I don't know. Raul took a, a tough loss last time, and uh, I think he'll come back strong, but it's only right that he fights on that card. So I think he that was added. Uh, yesterday, and uh, I think they added one more. Or the, or no, I was going to say Brad Katona and Cody Gibson was only announced yesterday. Of course, it's on UFC 292, which we'll get to now. And I don't know if you guys want to do full card, main card. Um, let's do just the main card because time is. I got yeah. Well, this is extended hours. <laughs> but so, but yeah, just. UFC 292, <laughs> Sterling versus O'Malley, going to be let's, taking place in uh, Boston, Massachusetts. Rate the poster real quick. Let's do it. I like Boston. it. Yeah, yeah, I like this poster. I they like it. They... Yeah, I'll give it an 8. I'll give it a 9. Yeah, I'm going to give it a 9. I'm going to give it a 9. I like it. Yeah, I think it's like a 7. And that's a, basically a 10 for me. <laughs> <laughs> but the card itself was nearly doomed, but we have 11 bouts because it was down to 10. It was kind of looking There's, snake. I see 12. Okay, and Tapology showing 11. So, of course, I'm looking at Tapology. But well, we got the tough finals and then all the other <laughs> shit. So. But we could do a quick, uh, well, yeah, we could do the main card. There's, well, yeah, it's 12 fights. So the prelims. There's some interesting bouts. I like the Gerald Mearshard, Petroski. Gerald Mearshard, yep. I think uh, the tough finals is going to be. Marlon Chito Vera, that's on the main, yeah, but let's see for the prelims. Yeah. Chris yeah. Weidman. Weidman yeah, Tavares. Let's start, with, um, let's start with Weidman and Fred Devaris. We're seeing Chris Weidman come back two years from having one of the most nasty, gruesome injuries you'll ever mm-hmm. see. And. Uh, mm-hmm. We watched that on Fight Companion And I think too. just him making the trek back is amazing, and it's something that he wants to prove to himself. And shit, man, uh, right. Sarah Long was making that trip out there, you know, with Aljo. So it's kind of right that him and um, and Aljo fight on the same card. But Brad Tavares got plenty of decisions on his resume. Weidman's path to victory is in wrestling, right, Rudy? Like, I'm sure it's, a, it's somewhat close odds. I don't know if Chris is the favorite, but I'm going to pick Chris Weidman in the fight, though. Me too. Uh, Favorite in this ah. fight is going to be Brad Tavares. He's a minus two seventy favorite, plus two twenty underdog for Chris Weidman. Um, I mean, coming in after you know what he's been through, and after two two and a half years, you know, I think a lot of people are seeing how active Brad Tavares has been, and he's not only been active; he's been you know, he's been winning. Um, yeah. 
I don't know, man. This is going to be a, a tough test for Weidman. I don't. I just can't see somebody as old as him coming off that injury with that time off coming in to beat somebody like Brad Tavares. I mean, the only mm-hmm. way he wins, like you said, is is just wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, Decision, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's strong possibility. This is a, a fight. I don't know, man. I don't like these odds. It's, mm-hmm. But whatever. It is what it is, man. This is a, a scary Scary match. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. going Brad Tavares, though. Decision. You got March, you got Weidman? I got Weidman. And I think yeah. he's, I don't think he's going to go for that big leg kick that he's been talking about. He's been talking about throwing the hardest leg kick ever when he, as soon as he gets in there. And I don't think he's going to do it. I think he's going to hesitate. I really don't think he's going to throw it. Yeah, yeah no. I think. Yeah, because Tavares does throw some heavy leg kicks, but he doesn't really knock people out. And, like, that's why I think the fight kind of can go Chris's way if he's able to implement the wrestling and do damage. Because for some reason, that's the way Weidman does things. Like, he's a uh, superior wrestler for sure. So if he takes him down, I think he could do damage, man. Like, I don't know if he could put him out of there, but it would be really cool to see Chris come back and get, like, an impressive stoppage win. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, the wrestling. I think the fight goes everywhere, too. I think they'll be striking. Yeah, <laughs> but it, I guess it's still on the prelims, the the premier fight, but it could be bumped to the main card. I don't know. We, we shall see come tomorrow yeah. morning with the scale and then on to fight day on Saturday. But uh, yeah. the main card kicking off 135 action, Marlon Cito Vera, yeah. the young Punisher Munoz, one of my favorite mm. guys. I've been following Pedro's career since RFA. If you know yeah. what RFA is, you're a real fight fan. Yep. So. Um, the odds on this one got to be in favor of Chito Vera, but like Chito, man, he goes in there and he goes for the kill. He's got that, yeah. like, he's got that gusto where he goes out there and tries to finish you. Pedro Munoz has been known to have a chin of, of iron, one of the better chins you'll see in the division in the UFC. And I don't know, man, I think Pedro will be able to mix it up and it'll be a close fight, man. I don't know if, if Marlon lands something big, it's going to be have to be a devastating shot to put Munoz out. You know what I mean? Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's a grinder of a matchup, right? Yeah, I'm going for Marlon Chito Vera, man. Um, yeah, he lost the, his last fight against uh, Sam, but that was by, by split decision, so it could have gone either way. Uh, and before that, he was what on a four-fight or a five-fight win streak. I, I can't remember what uh, streak he was on, but um, I don't know, man. I like Marlon Chito Vera, Pedro Munoz, of course. You know, of RFA, um, but. I'm I'm going for Marlon Vera, man. Yeah, no, I'm going to pick Vera close decision win, but Munoz is going to make it a dog fight. Mm-hmm. Rudy, what's the odds, man? man? The odds on this one, um, they opened up a Marlon Vero, Vera at a uh, minus 198 favorite, plus 164 underdog for, uh, uh, for Munoz. Right now, it's kind of kind of spread out a little a little more minus 200 favorite for Vera Munoz is a plus 168 underdog um I don't know man the last fight Marlon had against uh Corey Sanhagen you know Corey Sanhagen kind of exposed him man and that, I think that was yeah. like the the start of Corey Sanhagen's use of wrestling right you know to uh yeah man that's the first time I ever saw him like really lay on the wrestling and then this last outing that's all he fucking did Mm-hmm. Uh, for the main event, given the injury, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, if any, if anybody could get this done, you know, Pedro Munoz, he's got the skills to just take this dude down and repeatedly do that. And if he wins this, it's going to be by a decision. Um, I don't think he does. I think Marlon just has too many tools in the shed to to give up a, a win like that. Um, mm-hmm. I think Mar- Marlon will probably finish this cat, you know, second, second, third round finish. Yeah, there's a lot on the line, too, with, uh, you know, what happened with Sanhagen injured. So this is give or take a number one contender fight because O'Malley's calling for he wins the title. He wants the Marlon fight. And I like that. But it's like the cards fell in the way of Munoz Vera is a number one contender fight. Let's look at it that way. So Yeah. But but moving on, the main card, uh, we're supposed to see Corey. I mean, uh, Cody Garbrandt was supposed to fight Mario Batista. Mario Batista has been an absolute killer, and I think he would have folded Garbrandt in one round. But oh fuck got, yeah, he would. <laughs> he's got Demond Blackshear, who's coming off a twister submission, back to back. We he's got the what the shortest time uh, in between yeah. fights. Uh, yeah, him and Lupe Godinez coming yeah. back. Uh, you know, less than seven days mm-hmm. short notice to come back and fight. Um, that's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think uh, well, the odds got to be in some favor of Batista. He's oh, had yeah. A good, yeah, he's a moderate favorite, minus two forty-five favorite, plus one at eighty-five hundred dollars for Blackshear. Um, and it looks like yeah, it's pretty much the same thing right now. Awesome. Yeah, ooh, I, that's some money to be made, maybe on Blackshear. But I like Mario Batista. The guy's been a killer. First round finishes. I have a feeling this fight ends in one round on either side. But I'm going to pick Batista. Me too, yeah, man. I'm, I'm picking I'm Mario Bautista. But Blackshear is definitely, uh, you know, uh, a potential underdog pick mm-hmm. on a bet slip because uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I saw Mario today and he looked real, real sunken in, man. You know, <laughs> it looked like that uh, that weight cut's really affecting him. And Blackshear looked, he looked like he looked fresh, bro. <laughs> Somebody just fought last week and had to be the weight cut. This guy looks ready to go, man. So, yeah, it could bode well for I him. Wonder, too. I, I, I bet you it's a lot easier when you make that weight cut and then you fight and then make another weight cut because you're already at the fight weight. I think this guy uh, just walks around at that weight. Black yeah, it could, could, it could be. Yeah. It could yeah, be. Yeah, you're right. Weight, man. You're right. Yeah, because DeMond Blackshear, I mean, previously was training at Jackson Wink and like, kind of on somewhat of a slide so now his new coaching like everything he's got going on this may bode well for him to just stay active he can go in there get a big win against Bautista because Mario kind of earned the slot to fight Cody given Cody's been knocked out like five times in a row that would be a good win for Bautista and I think he would have murdered Cody but this is a great fight I like the placement on the card uh deserving of a main card for uh Devon Blackshear to showcase them skills man so Scared to bet on that one, though. I don't want to touch that one, Rudy. So that's a, <laughs> that's a scary one. But even more scarier, as usual, the next fight, Neil mm. Maggie. If you see him in a casino, get leave the casino immediately because you're going to lose yes. all your money. And this is the parlay breaker of the night. Ian Machado Gary against Neil Magny, who fucking hate each other, right? Apparently, they, they oh, despise each other, I don't know, man. Bro. After seeing uh, Ian... Machado Gary the past couple of days I'm I'm kind of starting to hate him. He's I don't know, dude, he's just trying to take on this Connor persona and it's really <laughs> shitty, bro. It's really shitty. Um I don't know if he thinks it's cute or if people like it. Maybe some people do, but I I 
I don't know, man. It just seems real tacky and classless, and it seems like you're trying to rip somebody off. And yeah, it just it's failing on every end, bro. Like I liked Ian when he was just humble, and you know he would do what he was telling Neil to do today. He'd shut the fuck up. Like just shut yeah. up, bro. Just shut yeah. up. You know you you were better when there was kind of a mystique around you. You kind of like Mystic Mac. He was cool when he had a mystique about him, and then he started opening your fucking mouth. And then, it, <laughs> he did, then he does the Conor McGregor walk in the cage. He does all of this shit, you know, just why? Be your like own be, person. Be you, man. be you, you know. Be and your then, own person. And, and then you, get, you, you come in and, and you disrespect a, a veteran of the game and you talk right? about it. I know it's a fight game and I know you're supposed to hype this shit up, but I don't know, man. It just, it, it, it doesn't seem natural for that guy, you know? No, so it, it, it doesn't. It's, it's a put off. It's very off-putting to me. And I think a lot of other people that see right through it. And Neil, it, it really pissed this dude off, bro. Neil was like, what the fuck? You say anything about my kid one more time, bro. One more time. And I was hoping one of the uh, the, the people asking questions would have been like, hey, so, Ian, do you have anything to say about Neil's son again? <laughs> <laughs> just to start some shit. But I'm looking forward to this fight. Just, just see how much these guys, like, Neil genuinely hates this guy. I think Ian is just doing it for show. And he's probably going to say that at the end. Oh, I was just joking around. I was part of the show. I'm hyping it up. But yeah, he did. Neil yeah, wait, wait till, wait till you, wait till you catch hands of Neil McMagnum. Then we'll Bro, see if that was part I, of the show. I, I was putting my money on Ian Machado Gary minus 500 favorite plus 300, 380 underdog for Neil Magny. I'm going with Neil Magny. I want to see him make me some money and shut this dude. Yes, up. yes. Yeah, that's the thing though, too. Neil Magny, I. I He's a gifter, complete yep. gifter of all gifters. So, like, but I can I can see a scenario play out where he catches Machado on like a standing uh, guillotine. Uh, you know what I mean? Or something crazy with the long he's, limbs and like he's a wily he's a wily guy, bro. I mean, this is not some dude you want to fuck with. <laughs> but I can easily see <laughs> Machado Gary on on the other side just uh, staying at range and picking him apart, yeah, and just demolishing Magni too. I could easily see that happening. Uh, my pick will be Ian Gary. Um, yeah, it's a crazy fight, man. He's trying to take that number. He's trying to crack that top ten. And Neil, the gatekeeper, Magni, he's gonna break your parlay. The parlay breaker. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in reality, Ian Machado, Gary, more than likely is gonna win this fight. So it's, it's a risky bet, but it's a bet that may pay off. Neil Magni. Yeah, this is not a guy that you you ever want to bet against. It sucks, dude. He's he, not a guy he's, you want to bet against or bet on. Yeah, this is this is one of those fights <laughs> where I don't know, man. Kinda, it's a risk. Everybody's parlay will be in place until this fight. I guarantee it. Ah. Yeah, this is the parlay breaker. That's the new uh, part. When we break down these cards, there's a parlay breaker. This is the fight. Calling it right. JP Pettis says that Neil's been hanging out too much with Jake Paul. Uh-huh. Hey, I can't pick a Neil Magny fight, correct? Uh, yeah, it's just it's yeah. not happening. It's not happening this week, too. Oh, I'm picking Gary. So, like I said, the yeah. scenario. I'm going. I, I gotta go with Neil Magny, bro. I have oh. to. So it's two and two then. Yeah. yeah. Next up, uh, UFC strawweight championship. Whaley Zhang making their return against Amanda Limos, who earned her shot. Uh, Zhang's got to fight somebody, and Lemos is a sleeper. He could go out there and just shock the fucking world. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, like, she can, so, dude. I mean, Zhang has got like, a whole country behind her. Uh, you know, she's the top of the world. You know what I mean? Top of the food chain. Uh, impressive stuff. Her resume mm-hmm. already speaks for itself. And she does damage, man. It looks, it looks better every time out there. But Amanda Lemos, there's something about her where it could just be that Alexa Grasso upset. You know what I mean? Type deal here. Bro, I feel I feel if Amanda comes in on point with her weigh-ins and doesn't look uh, sunk in or whatever and just looks fresh, and if she's got that look in her eyes coming into the cage like we've been noticing with a lot of these fighters, bro, I think Amanda's going to be the next. Yeah, I think Amanda's going to be the next champ. Now, we have Zhang, on the other hand, who is just a fucking beast of a warrior. Uh could finish Amanda in the second, third round. But, man, I, I, as much as the way Zing is, I'm going to go for Amanda, bro. I, I'm picking her, and, and I think we're going to see a new champ. Was it minus 600 favorite? Zang, Rudy, right? No. Um, <laughs> 600. No, <laughs> Wiley Zang is minus 325 favorite, plus 255 underdog. I mean... I respect those odds. Um, yeah. Amanda Lemos is, she's no slouch, man. Mm-mm. Definitely no slouch. Uh, this is, this is going to be a, a good fight. I think it's probably going to go to decision. Um, my money, And if it goes to decision, my money's on Wiley Jang. I think yeah. she's got the tools to get it done. But, you know, if Lemos wins, it's going to be by some fucked up knockout, man. This, this, <laughs> yeah, this, I will. this chicken like bang, bro. Trip. Yeah, 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 dude. Bang, and I don't know, man. Um, I've, I've been watching the, uh, you know, the build up to the event, and both of these women looked like they've been training their asses off. So this, mm-hmm. this is going to be an exciting fight, a really exciting fight. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked to watch this one. Yeah, Lemos just packed the victory. Is just to be, she's got to pick her shots, and they got to be shots that are going to end the fight. You know what I mean? On the feet, club and sub. I could see it happening. It's a she's a very big underdog. It would be one of the bigger upsets, you know. what I mean, in the UFC in a, in a while. Well, Alexa Grasso, like I said, scenario where nobody gave her a chance, and pretty sure the odds are just super heavy on Whaley, and the money's on her. I can't pick against Whaley Zing. Finish. Don't blink. All I gotta <laughs> say is don't blink, folks. Because yeah. you will miss something. Well, the main event. UFC bantamweight champion. Goat, Aljamain Sterling against Sean O'Malley, the People's Warrior, right? <laughs> Bro, hey, I can't, I can't pick against Aljamain Sterling, man. I just can't. As much as a lot of people are hyped up on Sean O'Malley and they're on his train, and you know everything that uh, Sean can bring into this fight. Um, I mean, he's a very skilled fighter. He's a crafty fighter, but. I don't know, man. I just, I, I, I just, I have to see this fight in order for me to like Sean O'Malley. Because right now I'm leaning towards a lot against uh, to go for with uh, Aljamain Sterling winning. Um, he's going to defend that belt, but yeah, it's yeah, a, it's, 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 it's one of those. Be. It's one of those fights, man. Yeah, it's a fight that they pretty much pushed on Aljo to take. You know, they had to go into negotiations to make sure it worked uh, pay-wise, uh, you know, to make it happen. They want – basically, the UFC wants O'Malley to win the belt. 
But unfortunately, this is his toughest test. It's the toughest fight of his career for sure. I mean, it's crazy that he's never been in a five-round fight. I don't think he's ever main evented a card. And here he is fighting the Bantamweight GOAT. And he's got a shot. You know what I mean? He can go in there and lightning strikes. You know what I mean? And he wins the belt. And he's Conor McGregor, right? That's the story that storyline that everybody <laughs> wants to see play out. Uh, I don't think it happens. Uh, I think Aljo, as crazy as his style is, he does leave openings. I think, uh, you know, Coach Longo, uh, Sarah Longo, and, like, everybody there, their last fight with uh, Henry, I don't think Aljo – well, there will be – it'll be heavy grappling from Aljo. I think he dominates there for sure. But Aljo's a crazy wild man. He just goes in there, brings the, the fighter that he is, and you got to deal with it. And I don't think Sean O'Malley mm-hmm. fought anybody like Aljamain Sterling. So, But, yeah, just the record <laughs> that Aljo holds, uh, O'Malley's got, like, the significant strike record at the weight class and like it's crazy the stats on both sides and here they are fighting you know at the at the highest level at the biggest stage but man aljo's a dog man you gotta yeah. take him out and if, if o'malley does it he may in fact be able to pull him in he's very good off his back foot and he may just catch him with a shot it could happen but yeah. i think aljo dominates him yeah it's highly unlikely um Sean O'Malley's coming in as a underdog, plus two hundred two underdog. Aljamain Sterling minus two fifty favorite. Um, I mean, Aljamain just cleared out the division, and this is going to be another mm-hmm. notch on his belt. He's going mm-hmm. to rag all this kid, bro. Uh, he's. I don't think. Yeah, I know Sean hasn't fought a wrestler like him, somebody as powerful as him, someone as big as him. Uh, but like you said, he, he stands a chance. He stands a puncher's chance. Uh, it. You know, I, I won't be mad if he wins. If he wins, it's going to be by like some crazy fucking finish, and it's right. well deserved. I mean, if you could put, you know, get that that win, that's a, a huge feather in your cap. And yep. I mean, you're just going to bank even more. You could buy another pink Lambo, <laughs> which I think is badass. His, his car, his ride, fucking dope, dude. But uh, <laughs> you know, people have been talking about Aljo just ragdolling this dude, and you know, O'Malley possibly winning by some crazy knockoff KO. But hear me out. What if Aljo knocks this motherfucker out? Oh, dude, that would be fucking amazing. amazing. Yeah, he's gonna hurt him on the feet. I see Aljo doing it. He's gonna hurt him on the feet. Well, Jay, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll just say the the way Aljo just like is a wild man in there. Like I said, he's very calculated too, though. But you know, when you fight the style that he does, you have to be in incredible shape, which he is. And uh, I don't know if Sean and his camp are banking on, like, Aljo missing weight. Like, he has no track record of, like, He's ever missing miss weight. weight. No. But, um, but like, you weight. know, they all, have, of course, have to meet the scale. But we've seen Aljo get hit with the knee with Marlon uh, Marias, you know, years ago. We've seen him get defeated. Since then, he's been the be- he became the Bantamweight GOAT. So, O'Malley gets the opportunity to fight the GOAT. And, mm-hmm. and I, I, don't, I don't think it's necessarily uh, – Light uh, the game over if he gets taken down right away. No. He could, in fact, just like you know, take some shots early first round. He gets up and he fucking sparks Aljamain Sterling out. There's a shot that happens. I'm throwing it out there. But when Aljo takes your back and takes you down, he's an animal, man. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. O'Malley's had what a year and a half off to uh to improve on the wrestling. You know, we'll see if he's improved. And uh, Aljo yeah. will test that immediately. Yeah. Aljamain, bro. And still. Yeah, and it's kind of like the, still. The, the way this fight is, too. It's kind of like Rudy even talked about it. Like, well, Marab, like, he's basically, you know, jumping up a weight class. There's not really any other, like, big fights, big contenders. 
he's cleared out the fucking division. So he could drop the belt. Marab could fight uh, Chito Vera or whoever, you know what I mean? Or maybe fight Sean O'Malley, uh, interim time, I mean, the vacant belt. And Aljo moves up to do. Yeah, that was funny. They, they asked Chito, how do you feel about uh, Sean O'Malley saying that you'll be the first person he'll fight if you win? If both of you win, he's like, fuck that guy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, no, no knock to O'Malley's skills. He has. You know, KO. I mean, most what all of his opponents that he's fought, none of them are left in the UFC. That's crazy. Yeah. And like, I, li I like O'Malley, bro. I'm not gonna shit on the kid. Um, he's definitely got skills, but I mean, he's, there's, there's, there's levels to there's this. There's levels. I was just gonna say, there's levels to this game, man. And Aljamain is way up there. Yeah, I gotta go with our boy uh, Team Sarah Longo. Shout out to Coach Longo and the boys. Chris Weidman and them. Hopefully, they both get wins. And uh, for sure, man, this is a uh, Aljo's uh, legacy has already been proven, and this is just mm -hmm. another notch and uh, putting no put stopping the O'Malley hype train, man. So I see it happening. Oh yeah! Right on, guys. That's it for our show, man. Uh, we had a badass show. I know we went over, but that's okay. Um, it's expected when we have guests on our show because they have a party with us. <laughs> so shout out to D shout out to DDP. Uh, thanks for jumping on, man. I will reach out to you and send you some uh, Fight Book MMA boxing gloves so you can auction that shit out and break it in. Uh, thanks everybody that's watching and or listening. JP Perez, uh, thank you for uh, hanging out with us and, and commenting, and you get that shout out from from your boy uh, Dorian. So that's pretty cool of him to do that. And uh, other than that, David. You know what to do, bro. Yes, indeed. Another good one in the books. Shout out to Dorian for making the time and uh, having a party with us. Uh, we'll have to <laughs> definitely do it again. So feels good to be back. Uh, episode number 185. Approaching that 200 number, boys. So we're steadily approaching. Maybe mm. by the new year. Somewhere yeah. around there. Right? So, But, uh, yeah, for all the latest combat sports news around the world, around the clock, go to fightbookmma.com. Wherever you get your podcasts, uh, look us up, Fightbook MMA, Sitting Ringside, like, subscribe, share, hit us up. We are Sitting Ringside every Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern. We are out. Until next week, enjoy the fights. History will be made.